Today on Locked On, Red Wings, Danielson starts the World Junior Championship hot, and Simon Edvinson is recalled, and he will face the Minnesota Wild. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's the host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, we are going to have a more fun, laid-back episode for you guys today. We're going to do a like New Year's resolution-ish uh, episode, but then the World Junior Championship pool play started, and a lot of Red Wings prospects had some pretty good performances. And then, like literally five minutes before we were about to record this, uh, the Red Wings decided to recall three players from the Grand Rapids Griffins. So that shook up how this episode was going to go. New Year's resolutions, New Year's resolutions, rather. We're going to try and push to the what is going to be the Thursday episode, which makes more sense. It's closer to New Year's Day. I think it would be the Friday episode. You're right. It would be technically the Friday episode. We would record it on Thursday. Yeah. And if um, yeah, if that gets full, then like doing New Year's resolutions on the first or the second is no big deal. Either. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, and so let's lead off. Normally we do like roster moves uh first, but because the roster moves are so intrinsically tied to the game that's going to be played on Wednesday against the Minnesota Wild, let's put that off until segment two. Um, let's lead off with the world junior championship stuff. Uh Tuesday was the first day, Scotty, of pool play at the 2023-24 World Junior Championship and Team USA, Team Sweden and Team Canada all played. All three of those teams have United or United States uh Red Wings prospects on them who play in the United States. Uh and all of them, you know, put on pretty solid performances for their respective yeah. clubs and it started off with Red Wings first round pick, ninth overall, Nate Danielson. He had the first goal of the tournament and he finished with two points and named player of the game against who was it? Was that uh, Finland that they played against in that one? So, yeah. I mean, a strong performance from a young player that you you really have high hopes for. Yeah, big time, man. Uh, he he looked good too, right? And that's it's so fun that they start off like earlier in the day. Um, and yeah, he, he looked good. Obviously, the goal was great. And for a, a very pretty legitimate pool of Red Wings that are going to be uh, throughout the tournament, I mean, just having, I don't know, like starting off with a bang like that is pretty cool. So, yeah, a lot of eyes on him, obviously, from this organization. And good start. Good start. Well, and like even along the lines of World Junior Championship, he's on the younger side still. And yeah. World, and he's playing on the fourth line, I believe, for Team Canada. Now, I could be off base. I don't know my World Juniors as well as I know my Red Wings, but I believe he's playing on the fourth line with the uh, Team Canada. And that fourth line was really good against yeah. Team Finland. Obviously, like I said, two points for Nate Danielson. His goal was nothing fancy. He was down low in front of the net. He redirected a shot from the high slot and it squeaked past the goaltender for Team Finland. But, you know, his performance was all, all over social media. Everyone was making note of Nate Danielson, who only got about 13 and a half minutes yeah. of ice time. He was plus three in this game from the fourth line. Like he's competing for ice time we'll against it. guys like Matthew Savoy. 
you know, and Connor Geeky. I mean, those guys are playing 16, 17, even 18 minutes a night. He's down there in the fourth line, plus three, 13 and a half minutes. So Nate Danielson, you know, maybe he keeps playing this good. Maybe he climbs up the lineup a little bit, but he was very strong against a, not a, not a slouching team. Finland, like team Finland. No, Finland. Yeah. Finland's pretty good. There, there's some, there's some, uh, first off, just the day they released world juniors rosters is like one of my favorite hockey days of the year. <laughs> um, that was obviously a couple weeks ago now, but uh, yeah, man, uh, that's a that's a pretty good team. Obviously, got off to a good start. Um, I, I think the other like big notable Red Wings prospect performance was was Trey Augustine. Obviously, Michigan State, Detroit Red Wings was in that had a phenomenal game as well. I think that's probably the two most noteworthy of uh, of day one. Yeah, I mean, United States played Norway, I believe, which yep. you know not to the same caliber as like a Finland or a Sweden or obviously a Canada of United States, but still a team that's been last few years getting better. And I say years, but over the course of the last decade has been improving in competitiveness. And they were pushing pretty hard in the first period. And Trey Austin had to make some really big key saves for Team USA. He finished the game making 22 of 23 possible saves and a save yeah. percentage of nine five six so he wasn't like tested a bunch but he was tested pretty pretty early um before the uh team usa really took a, ran away with it in the second period there were no goals yeah. at the end of the first and he looked yeah, sharp there, there's a big power play goal there in the second period that kind of put it out of reach too um yeah and, and john morosi who is a like michigan native baseball reporter and was very infamous this offseason for uh <laughs> saying that otani was on a plane that he wasn't on but um he covers some some hockey sometimes and again is a, is a Michigan native so likes to do you know reports on the Red Wings and whatnot and I uh, was talking about Trey Augustine and one of the stats he threw out there was uh, a year ago last year when Trey Augustine was 17 he was the first 17 year old USA hockey goaltender to win four games in a single world junior so really specific stat obviously but still cool um, today he earned his fifth career world junior win and the u.s record is 10 so like he's not necessarily knocking on the door but you have a whole tournament ahead of you now when you're already you know four or five or whatever five away there math wow that was really bad um so yeah it's just i i think that he has been such a prominent fixture in net for team usa at the junior level for the last two years that knowing that a the, the the Red Wings connection, but B Michigan State, right? For all the college hockey fans out there, for all the Sparties out there, like he's he's gonna be in that a lot there too. So really cool. Yeah. He, you know what's crazy too is when he was drafted, a lot of Red Wings fans probably went like hmm. But yeah. he played right down the road with and now obviously he plays right down the road at Michigan State in East Lansing. But before that he was in Plymouth playing with the US NTDP, the United States National Team Development Program. Honestly, guys, if you guys are in the Metro Detroit area, you need to go to Plymouth and check those games Dude, out. It's, because it is such a blast. I've covered a lot of games there. Um, it is a, an absolute blast. It's a fantastic venue. Um, really good, uh, <laughs> really good um, news uh, media kind of place too. But yeah, it's it's a it's a really really fun and nice place. High school hockey uh, tournament is is always there in february every year as well uh, i cover that a lot so it's just it's a really really nice place and like you said brian like there's so much hockey like really good hockey being played there all the time and so many of the guys who play in the so many of the americans that play in the nhl are products of that like patrick kane i believe played for them i know that dylan larkin was a product of them as well so it's like yeah. guys you you <laughs> you could get like you got 
some some people like to be those guys who are like I knew about him before he was popular. Like literally, USNTDP is like the place to go if you want to see like the up and coming American stars in the NHL before they play. Like they consistently and constantly just pump yeah. out quality American hockey players. Like they have brought Team USA to the forefront of international hockey because they've been dedicated to just developing youth hockey players. Like check them out. If you're ever in the Plymouth area, they're playing hockey right now. It's it, very cool. They play in the USHL as well. Like there's co- competitive hockey games. That's great. Anyways, sorry. That's my ad campaign for you guys to check out uh, the United States development program team. Sweden played as well, Scotty, and they have two Red Wings prospects. Mm-hmm. We're keeping track of. They played Latvia, uh, another team that, you know, is not usually considered one of the stronger teams yeah, in yeah. international competition still. I mean, as the game's growing, they're getting harder to play against every year, but team Sweden took care of that's business. The thing, though, and for sure. Yeah. That that's the, um, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That that's the, the thing with the, like the rosters. Um, it, it used to be for a long time. There was just no middle class with these rosters. Right. And, and that's not even like juniors level. That's what, there's just a joke there. You've said middle class. I'm going to leave it though. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> over my, you said there was no middle class, but, anyway. um, but my point is like the, um, and that was really like throughout all like age groups, right? That wasn't just the juniors. That was just like, you know, at the like Olympics or whatever, it was the same thing. And it was just, there was really, really good teams. And then there was, you know, teams that kind of got just trampled. Um, and now we're starting to see, the as the game is growing and and you know every year like some of these teams that are usually towards the bottom are are continuing to uh to grow and grow and that's really cool yeah and speaking of teams that are growing and growing team sweden i guess i really can't say that team sweden's always around the top i was trying for a nice segue right into talking about (laughs) anton johansson axel sandine pelica but that would have been sweden is uh, not one of those teams that would have been disingenuous they've been one of the top teams for like the three decades now yeah uh, yes, but they have Axel Sandin Pelica who got an assist in this game. He played 17 minutes offensive defenseman, also a first round pick by the Red Wings this past year. Uh, his assist came on a redirected shot, something that the Red Wings are very familiar with, uh, as being victims of recently, but he took a shot from the point that was redirected in. He looked really strong offensive zone defenseman. But one thing, one guy who, you know, I myself admitted just this past week, Scotty, that, you know, someone I didn't know a whole heck of a lot about, Anton Johansson. Yeah. Uh, he played a lot of big minutes in this game. He finished the game with 20 minutes of ice time, and I think that's second on Team Sweden only to Elias Pettersson. No, not that one. This one's a defenseman yeah. uh, who had 21 minutes of ice time in this hockey game. He's, what, 6'6", six, six, I believe he is? Uh, yeah, six yeah. foot four, right shot defenseman. I mean, exactly. taken in the fifth round, fourth round by the Red Wings last year. So he's slowly developing himself as just like this big, tough to play against defenseman, but he doesn't get the fanfare. Someone like Axel Sandin Pelica does. So this is your best chance to really, you know, check out someone like Anton Johansson, who's playing big minutes for a very good team, Sweden. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's your, your check-in on day one. You have a couple games uh, today, by the time you're listening to this, December 27th, Wednesday, uh, 8.30 in the morning. Finland and Germany play. Kevin Bicker, a fifth-round Red Wings pick, is playing for Team Germany as they take on Finland at 8.30. And then at 1.30, Canada plays Latvia. And again, again, that's Nate Danielson. And, of course, Macklin Celebrini, who's going to be the projected, the assumed number one overall pick in this upcoming draft. But who knows what time, when, when draft comes, where he'll be picked. But anyways, that's the games for today. 8.30, Germany, 1.30, Canada. If you're a Red Wings fan, those are your prospects to look out for. 
We're going to take a quick break. When we return, big names called up for the Detroit Red Wings, two of them at least. Uh, no disrespect to Zarnik, but we're, yeah, we, we like Bergen and Edvinson. So we'll talk about that and the game against the Minnesota Wilds in segment two and three of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Got to talk to you guys today about game time. If you guys are tired of trying to buy tickets and then next thing you know, you think you're buying a $40 ticket and it's going to cost you $80 because of those pesky just service fees and all the other fees that they, they change the name of the fees because they, they get hounded on for all those services, right? Scotty. So they're like, Oh, we're going to change this instead of a service fee. We're going to call it a convenience fee. Well, you don't got to worry about any of that. And any of those games, when you buy your tickets through game time, Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices, show your total upfront. So you know exactly what you're getting without hidden fees. Buy tickets in two seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats with zone deals. You pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% in savings. And the game time guarantees you'll all the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Segment two locked on red wings podcast, Scotty it's, really convenient actually uh that we, we we were discussing because i'm off all week because i had vacation time to burn uh and you uh with your odd hours working at the newspaper were available this morning we talked about recording in the morning and just getting it out of the way but we decided you know what let's let it simmer let's see what happens you're walking home from work and i'm setting up ready to do the podcast this is where we're like okay we're gonna do the new year's resolution stuff and then right as <laughs> You're about to pop into the window here. Red Wings announced that they've recalled Jonathan Berggren, Austin Zarnick, and Simon Edmondson. I don't think either of us are surprised by the move. I think what we're surprised by is the timing of it. I thought we both would think, I thought for sure, this would happen tomorrow or today by the time people are listening to this, uh, just a few hours ahead of the game against the Minnesota Wild. But... Thank goodness we waited because now we can talk about Simon Edmondson getting a second game with the Detroit Red Wings. Yes. Uh, I And I think, again, like initially there was kind of a, a knee-jerk reaction to be like, oh my goodness, he's going back down. Like what is happening? And but it was, as you said, and, and it kind of laid out very clearly a paper move. And um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are, again, it, it, it just sucks to like celebrate him getting playing time because of an injury. Like that's never something that you really want to, like, oh, I, like we've been wanting Evans in here all season, but right. it was never going to happen at full health. And, of course, right when we start talking about how healthy the blue line is, you know, all these defensemen start the dropping. Like, paw, right? but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped to see more of him, obviously. Uh, I, I don't think we've gotten, at least at the time of this recording, an update on Petrie uh, or Fisher, uh, who had the big collision, collision in the last game. So uh, well, we'll, we'll say that again. Part of the announcement of the three calling – being called up was Christian Fisher was placed on IR retroactive to the 23rd. Sure. There you go. So that that's the roster space being available, being made for those three guys to be 
called up, but we so, don't know and, about I, Mata or Petrie. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mata and Petrie, not Fisher. So yeah, well, I mean, at least one of them is, is clearly going to miss time. If Edvinson's back, uh, that's, you know, at a minimum and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I hope he gets a little bit more, uh, pl- opportunity. I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm not saying I, I want him up there on the top pair or anything like that, but I would really like to see him get a little bit more of an opportunity out there and just take advantage of said opportunity. Uh, we've talked a lot about how as his playing time increased last year, right at the end of the season when he got his uh, you know, cup of coffee at the MHL level, it was uh, th- there was room to grow, but like each game he looks to be more and more confident. I would like to see, you know, obviously something similar this year, but um, yeah, man, really excited, really excited just to see him out on the ice more. And yeah, again, it kind of sucks that it's at the expense of like, I-, I want the blue line to be healthy. All right. Like quick recovery to everybody <laughs> who's uh, who's hurt. But um, yeah, well, th- this is why you have depth. This is why, for instances like this, where um if somebody goes down, you're relying on now like a top prospect in your organization and not, you know, um, some just like random depth piece that nobody's ever heard of. So, yeah. So I- I'm really curious to see who of between Mata and Jeff Petrie is going to be out. It could be both of them, honestly. And you could see Justin Hole and Simon Edmondson back in the lineup. And I-, I also think it's very telling that when Mata was initially hurt, right? you still saw Simon Evanson get called up and Hall get scratched. Now, it could be a situation like Jake Wolman when he got scratched. You know, we initially thought, oh, it's performance. Derek Lalone says, oh, hey, it's more he's banged up and injured. Remember, he ran into the post during yeah. Sweden, and he also took that nasty shot off the legs uh, in a couple games prior. So he could be banged up, and that could be why he got scratched, or it could have been performance-based. I wouldn't. I could see it being performance-based. I don't think he's necessarily played that well this year. I think he's been underperforming for sure. But yeah. regardless, I mean, of whoever is going to be sitting out, like getting more Edmonton is very exciting. Obviously, like you said, you don't want it to come at the expense of an injury. Um, but getting more Edmondson is always a good thing because I really want to see this guy get comfortable in a Red Wings uniform, get Absolutely. comfortable playing with partners. But I do think that the makeup of the pairs gets really interesting depending on who is out. Right. Because who are you going to who are you going to pair a rookie Simon Edmondson with? Like you obviously understand and he made a couple of mistakes against uh, the New Jersey Devils. Right. Who are you going to pair him with? You wouldn't want to pair him with Ghost. Right. Ghost. I, I was just going to say, I think Ghost is probably last on the list, yeah. to be completely honest with you. And, and that's not that's obviously I, I love Ghost Despair. He was my favorite free agent signing of the offseason. And he's been very valuable this year. Just like stylistically, that makes zero sense. You should not you should not put that much defensive responsibility on Sidman Edmondson, which is what you would be doing with Ghost there. You're obviously, I mean, we, we can presume it's not going to be Wallman or Sider. So who does that leave? I, I think they're going to do what they did last year and put him with Sherratt, um, especially if Petrie is one of the people who's going to miss uh, significant injury time. I think that that's a pretty easy thing just because, again, they already have a little bit of experience last year too, just, you know, depending on how you view uh, how valuable and, and effective it was is is null like they they have played together a little bit before um i don't know man i think that's probably where i would lean right now but i because like if it's not if it's not one of those three then like who else is it right well that's a thing right like because in the game with justin hall right okay so it's ben sherratt in in the game against the new jersey devils like they did start the game with ghost despair and 
Edmondson paired up together before yeah. the injury yeah. happened. So it's like it is something that they have considered and actually Clearly, executed. right. Clearly but they, just, they found ice time together, right. On paper, it doesn't seem like a wise decision because while Edmondson is, you know, better known to being a defensive defenseman rather than, I mean, he's not to say he doesn't have an offensive upside because he definitely does, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but if you were to put him in one category, he'd lean more defensive. So in theory, they would work well together, but I wouldn't want a rookie doing that. But they're clearly comfortable doing it, at least in the Devils game. Whether they're comfortable doing it again is a different situation. But it just is so fluid. Like, you put him on a pair with Mata, if Mata's the guy who's healthy, I think that's a great idea. You shelter the minutes to start off with. Ah, but I don't like saying that either, though, you know? Because <laughs> if you're bringing Edvinson up, I want to see him get minutes. But I also understand, like, you want him to get comfortable first putting him with Mata, who's a defensive defenseman who can help cover up his mistakes. In yeah. theory, works, but in execution, Mata hasn't been that great this year. He hasn't been horrible. So it's just really tough. And I agree with your Sherratt and Petrie take. They've been playing better. Of course, the usage of them has been benefiting how they've been playing as well. So do you want to break up something that's working? You're obviously not going to put them on the top pair. It's a really tough decision. Very. I don't know who I'm most like. I want to see Edvinson get minutes. I want to see him be able to make mistakes to learn from them. But at the same time, I don't want to expose him to such tough competition that you ruin like his confidence at, at, at the time being. So this is why I'm not an NHL head coach. Either way, I'm excited he's called up. I'm excited we're going to get more looks at Jonathan Bergren. And you know what? Good for Austin Zarnik. He, he's been sticking with the club. I think he's probably played more with the Red Wings than he's played with the Griffins at this yeah, point. Yeah, maybe he's been on the roster for more, yeah. Right. So there's a, there's a just, it's really exciting time. Hopefully the boys have their legs reset. Everything's good to go. Yeah, they come needed out. that break. They needed it, especially coming out against a hot Minnesota Wild team. So... Yeah, we'll preview that in segment three, I guess. Solid, solid transition there. Thank you. Better one than my last one. <laughs> going to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any five winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, especially as the Detroit Lions are the NFC North champions. First time they've ever won the North. First time in, what, 30 years they've won the division. Just yes, the sir. division they're in. And uh great time also as the Pistons, you know, about to break the all-time losing record. Losing hey, streak you record. don't know that. You don't know we, that. We don't know that yet, but chances are pretty high. You so visit FanDuel.com. You know you can bet on whether or not they'll win another game all season. Like, that is a, 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 a bet that these what are, sites what are. What are the odds for that? Uh, you can check that out at FanDuel.com. So uh, and <laughs> kick off the NFL season. FanDuel. Official partner of the NFL. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, Red Wings are playing the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. And uh, this is a not the same Minnesota Wild team that the Red Wings faced, what, a month ago? Yeah, not even close to the same. Obviously, they're uh, they played each other once earlier in the year, and and the Wings won that one. But this is certainly not the same team. They go into this game on a W three and are seven three and zero in their last ten. Uh, cool feature on Bleacher Report says that fifty seven percent of all bets uh, have been put on Minnesota, and they're a favorite. So uh, not very many people, or at least uh, uh, less than majority of people, fading the, uh, the the underdog Red Wings on the road here. 
Yeah, it's it's they've won 10 of their last 13 games since firing their head yeah. coach Dean Evison. Like they shake up and it worked. It has absolutely worked. I mean, they we went knew. from well under 500, like one of the slowest starts in the entire NHL, and now they are back to 15, 13, and four on the season because they've only they've only lost three games in their last 13. Yeah, they we and we knew right that this was a talented roster that was underperforming sure. last time the Red Wings played them. I think they had one of the league worst save percentages. Uh, I think the yeah. league worst penalty kill as well. Their offense we- got off to a brutal start too, and it's really clawed its way back. And then, yeah, next thing you know, Kirill Kaprizov, of course, 31 points in 32 yeah. games. Matt Zuccarello's got 28 and 28. Joel Erickson X got 24 and 32. Obviously a very top loaded offense by them. But in the last 10 games, because this is one of those teams, because of the coaching change, you can't look at the season as a whole as right. well, yeah. how they're playing. Like You have to filter by their last 10. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, last- if you went season, like this is, this is a bottom 10 team and pretty much every stat, bottom 15 team. Yeah. In pretty much every stat, <laughs> like their 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 season penalty kill is one of the worst in the league. They're you know twentieth or worst in just about every team stat there is. But um, can, you got to look at where they were thirteen games ago and then where they are now, and and kind of do it that way. Yeah, I mean, in the last ten games, they have the what is it the twelfth best Corsi four percentage. Uh, so when it comes to shot attempts at five on five, they're the twelfth best in the league. Uh, let me just control F. I've learned this is a, a nice trick, how to do one simple thing that everyone already knows how to do. Uh, it helps me find the team better. And so, yeah, like in in the last 10, they've been a really good team. They're 12th in the league at Corsi 4 percentage. Uh, so in the last 10, they have the 12th best share at shot attempts at 5-on-5. Five five. And a lot of that is they have just really d- done a good job of suppressing the shot attempts that they have been receiving. They have the fourth best Corsi against at five on five in the last 10 games, only having allowed 438 shot attempts. So while their offense is definitely picked up, it's almost supported by the fact that their defense and goaltending has gotten a lot better, which is where they were so porous in the past, right? Like the offense off to a slow start was always there. The defense was just crumbling around goaltending and goaltending was abysmal behind them. Now they're getting good shot shot suppression their expected goals against is currently first in the league 16.94 expected goals against in the last 10 games ever and that's that's an incredible shift from where it was before and if you filter that to expected goals for percentage so you combine the goals for and the expected goals against together they are currently sitting at eighth in the league so while their offense maybe shot attempts generated and quality of shot attempts generated is still 21st and 28th respectively. They've just done such a nice job of possessing the puck and suppressing shot attempts that they've just been on a tear. Like that's, that's that head coach bump that they've gotten. The thing that they've struggled with the most defense and goaltending has just gotten a complete 180 since the new head coach has come in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's again, like the, I mean, we, the, the wings have, uh, have been responsible for firing some coaches in the NHL, which is a funny joke that I appreciate, but, um, yeah, man, this says, uh, this has been a completely different team and, and for a, a franchise whose trajectory for so long was just like a plateau and then finally took that step forward the last couple of years to get off to as slow as a start they did this past this season, rather, 
um, to to kind of right that ship, I, I'm sure is really big for everybody in there. So yeah, man, uh, you this is one where you can't really look at the head to head and go like, oh, like you know, we we beat them earlier in the season. Like that was very much not the same team. So. Yeah. Okay. So right now we're going under the the mindset that it's just Rhymer. And, right. Okay. Although Michael Hutchinson did play pretty dang well against the Devils. Yeah, but and I I agree, but there's no way after a break that they're going with him over Rhymer. We'll see. Either way, it's it's going to continue to be shaky, but hopefully the boys are uh, are rested. And you know, they said that Alex Lyon, you know, we wouldn't see him until after Christmas. Well, it's after Christmas now. Hopefully he's yeah. healthy, but there's no guarantee. And that's going to be continue to be the injury issues continue until they stop. And right now they have not stopped as of as of this the 26th as we were recording this. So yeah. my but I mean, resolution is no injuries. <laughs> well, you can't really do use that as a. Re- <laughs> I did think really about that. Resolution. There's not too much control there. But. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a tough team to play against. A hot team to play against. You're going to their barn. But I mean, but Red, Red Wings can we win. ball. We ball. So, Patrick Kane's incredible. He's uh, he, he was the NHL's third star of the week. Hopefully, somebody else scores goals to support him. I hope. Anyways. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow to recap this game against the Wild. So stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. It's your team every every day. day.